Welcome back to Exquisitely Aligned. I'm Gina Meyer Vincent, your host and your personal soul shifter. Here to help you define and design the destiny you desire and deserve. The one where essentially you become exactly what the world is missing. And today my guest, Cindy Williams, has done exactly that. Wearing the hats of wife, mom, educator, and a co-multi-business owner for over three decades. She started when she was five. Cindy Williams, very talented woman. Cindy Williams has many a story to tell, and that's why I like her, of the entrepreneurial family life. She empowers women to take that first brave leap into not just living through the motions of life, but intentionally leading their best life every day. Welcome, Cindy. I'm delighted to have you with me today. Oh, thank you so much, Gina, for having me. Such an honor to be here and to be able to tell a story. <laughs> yes. And so stories are what I love. I've lived a um, very fun life with some bumps and bruises, uh, you know, new body parts along the way, chipped teeth, etc. Not because I was hang gliding or anything, but just, you know, life. So um, I know that we spoke a little bit prior to this session today. And I'd love for you to share the time if you can start with, you know, what you did beforehand. Uh, and then we'll jump into what happened in 2020. So prior to 2020, let's talk about um, teaching elementary school, something that I dreamed of as a child. And then as I grew older, I realized I could never do because I think I would quit within five minutes of someone not listening, you know? So please, it's such a, um, you know, I thank you. I know you're not doing that anymore, but I really praise and um, commend those who step into that role as a teacher in our schools from, you know, pre-K all the way through college and, and uh, master's program, et cetera. That's a huge calling. But do tell us a little bit about that, please. Absolutely. That's a fun place to start. I actually, my, my dreams when I was a little girl, we all have dreams, right? And mine was to be a teacher. And I would line up my dolls and I would teach them. I would get the neighborhood kids and I would line them up and I would always be the teacher and they would be the students. And a lot of them would just leave because I was so bossy, but I would just be teaching anyway. So it was kind of natural for me to fall into that role when I was in my twenties and I absolutely loved it. I had dreams of doing it forever. It was my passion pouring into those kids when I actually had real live bodies in front of me <laughs> instead of dolls. But, you know, as, as life has it, mm -hmm. I did that for five years. I taught fifth grade. I taught 10 year olds, you know, right before yeah. the hormones kick in and we could kick them off. <laughs> and I felt like it was the perfect, perfect age to teach. We were trying to get pregnant. We had been married uh, right when I started teaching, and we tried to have kids for seven years. And when I finally discovered that we were having our first child, I left the classroom, as I say, to become a student of motherhood. <laughs> yes. I had no idea what raising a child was like. I had never held a baby in my arms. Oh, I wow. 
changed a diaper. And I'm like, okay, I I need to focus on this. And fortunately, we were at a place, my husband had been building his business, and I was able to stay at home and become a mom. And it was beautiful. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it definitely is a full time job. I have a I don't even think we spoke about this prior, but I have a 21 year old son who's biologically ours and then our adopted daughter who's uh, ours through falling in love in our heart. And uh, she is a senior in high school. And it is it, it can be definitely a full time job for sure. Sh- for certain and managing a house and maybe managing the back end of your husband's business. Right. (laughs) But I I hear you. And uh, I was blessed with being able to do that as well, being with them more than, um, than out of the house. And it's such a wonderful thing because you sneeze and they're gone. Right. (laughs) I I like to say that it happens fast and slow at the same time. (laughs) Yes. Because when you're at home with with the little ones, it just seems like the days are just so long, um, yeah. but the years are very short. Right. No, there were there were moments where I would have paid somebody to be able to put on pantyhose back in the day and a suit and my heels and my lashes and my lips for just a little bit. Yes. But you know it's. I was able to find uh, ways in which to blend both and to have my adult time and my children time and and so forth. And I think that's a lot of what you're doing now with uh, people. But let's keep moving because I like to go in chronological order so nobody gets confused if they think like I do in a timeline. (laughs) So um, do tell us how many children do you have, Cindy? We, we have two kids, so I always say two hands, two kids. <laughs> you want to go beyond that. A uh, boy and a girl, uh, one is 25 and the other 23, so they were actually 18 months apart. So it took us mm-hmm. seven years to have our first, and then boom, came Megan. <laughs> and, yeah, beautiful, beautiful kids. Motherhood was was very kind in, in the beginning years. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's um, – I, I wanted to just say, so if you are trying to get pregnant, please listen to Cindy. She, she There was a stretch without the child and then two within less than 24 um, months. So please know there are opportunities and all in good time, right? And sometimes it's, sometimes it's just like that because I have several friends in in my inner circle who have the same story Cindy as you where it was a gap and then yeah yeah definitely I think during that time that we're creating the capacity within us yes the skills and the the person that we need to become in order to be a mom and while it was hard to wait that seven years at the same time, I'm, I'm glad that we had that time. We got to travel. Our marriage was got was strong when we had kids. We were able to come together and be on the same page. So if you're, I, I know it's hard to be patient, but if you're in that spot, you know, utilize the time that you have. Yeah. Utilize your hand. And I, I love what you said about your marriage get you know, being able to travel, that's what we did because we knew we were both older and we wanted to get a few things in prior to having uh, our first child. But um, 
I was speaking with a client the other day and it was, um, you know, sometimes there's no room. The life is too scheduled. Right. Work, you know, uh, climbing that career ladder, the things we are supposed to do, the rules and the roles that we take on. Like I read your um, bio, right? Wife, mother, wearing many hats, wife, mom, educator, and a co-multi-business owner, right? For three decades. Um, and so sometimes it is creating space, leaving that uh, these gaps in your schedule. I just wrote an article um, for a local magazine about, you know, how to intentionally schedule your day, your week, your month, and, and not just in your business, but for your spirituality. All, I like to say there's 12 facets of life when I'm working with all those little facets so that you can create the, the room for another being or two as you have, you know. Um, but then tell us, so uh, as a mom, then I know things started to shift uh, as the kids were getting a little older, if I remember correctly, but do tell, right. I don't need to interrupt you. Right. Yeah, so as, as soon as uh, the, the kids were born, you know, we had waited the, those seven years and right about toddlerhood, I woke up one morning and I went to get out of bed and I fell to the floor. Mm. And I, I was in so much pain that I had to crawl to the bathroom. I didn't know. I've done that before. It's a, it's a, not fall into the floor, but crawl to the bathroom because of the pain. Yes. So was your husband home that morning or were you alone with the children? Was and what proceeded from that was it became a daily occurrence, and the, wow. the pain the pain was unbearable. It was very difficult. My kids were young; they were super active. I had a son, and it was determined after many many months that it was you know fibromyalgia, it was rheumatoid arthritis, it was all the autoimmune disorders had mm. kicked in because of the stress that I went through in having the kids. I was on bed rest for both. I was on bed rest for both pregnancies for the entire time because they were high risk wow. pregnancies. And so my body yeah. went through so much in such a short period of time that it just collapsed. Yeah. And so it took the joys of that early season of motherhood to yeah. a point where I was really just going through trauma and just trying to get through every day I wanted to participate and be the best mom and wife that I could be and then be able to manage the pain in my health at the same yeah. time. So it got to be very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that's an understatement. Yes. Um, you know, it's I, I, having just gotten through living in pain for four years, um, being free now with a my bionic hip and my bionic shoulder, which are total joint replacements um, after an accident. You know, uh, somebody actually yesterday, a gentleman said, um, what benefits came out of that accident for you? And I was like, besides the fact that I'm now free of pain and I have these new joints that'll probably last me forever, knock on wood, you know. Hmm. But I said, I can understand and really appreciate someone like yourself, Cindy, or some of my clients who tell me that they're living in pain daily. There's mm -hmm. 
no way for me to really put words to what that feels like, Mm -hmm. except for my concern. Every time I took a step on my left foot, I didn't know if I was going to be cursing because the pain was so exquisite. It it was um, electrical. Someone said, can you describe it? Yes, exactly. It went either shooting up through the crown of my head or down through the groin all the way down to my big toe. And um, that pain also made me nervous about falling to the ground. Why? Because I never knew if I could handle that pain enough to stabilize myself, you know? And um, so I, I... hear you and more even importantly i feel you cindy because yeah i I believe that that we go through these type of things when we go through hard times like that as as you mentioned we we have no way to measure somebody else's pain unless we've been there ourselves and it allows us to be able to empathize it allows us to reach behind us and, and and touch the woman behind us yeah, he's going through the same thing because we've been there and we're just a few steps ahead. Yes. And every everything that we go through in life, whether it's joyous or hard, it's all for a purpose. Absolutely. Know? And lift others up. Yes. And, um, you know, I think these are also sometimes wake up calls to, mm-hmm. you know, what is it we're really supposed to be doing? I just finished an interview with Sabine Kaiser, who I work with, who I think, Cindy, you, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, through a networking group that we're in. And uh, she was talking about suffering four strokes at the age of 38 oh, wow. and um, how it was her wake up call. And I think, you know, understanding what, why did this happen? What is it I am to learn? And I like to say we get two invitations in life. There's probably many more. So I'm open to, if you have an invitation, let me know, email me if you're listening um, and tell me. But for me, I see uh, things that are obstacles that can become opportunities. um, Or I like to say where we are frightened. It's like the the rug has been pulled out from underneath us, usually in our health, our Mm -hmm. wealth, or our love relationships. And then we can become enlightened by it, you know, choose in that moment, like you said, to find the goodness and, Mm -hmm. and be able to reach behind you to um, really hug and, and love on the woman behind you who's in the midst of it right now, or the invitation to step out of your comfort zone and do something you know nothing about, like me with podcasting. So, um, I, yeah, I did not accept that invitation. Three different people on the East Coast who didn't know each other all at different times said the exact same sentence. You're so fun to talk to. You should have a show. And I said, no, thank you, and kept on my very way because I ran it past my inner knowing, my truths, my desires, and my gifts. And I said, no, it's not for me. Then I came here to California after this uh, head injury, was suffering with autoimmune called Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid problem. And uh, okay, so we have a lot of connections besides short hair, fun stories, thyroid. Yeah, but um 
two kids, boy, girl. <laughs> um, but uh, someone said, you should do a podcast. I'm going to do one. And at that point, I was a bit intrigued. My ear turned and I said, hmm, I don't know how on earth to even start that, but maybe I should, you know. And so I love that this invitation for you, this pain, not that you went through it, but I love that you see how it played so beautifully in what you do now and how you assist your clients, but also how you assist everyone you meet along your uh, way in your journey in life. So um, continue, tell us more. I know that that was, that was a big, probably um, a lot to swallow hearing all these different things all right. over the world. Right. So, you know, from that, I, my husband and I, we've always been active. We've been competitive athletes. And so it was very difficult to go from running marathons, triathlons to all of a sudden, you know, being barely able to move. But as life has it, that's exactly what moved me out of it eventually. You yeah. know, the doctors, they, they give you all the medicines, they give you all the pills, and one pill leads to another pill, which leads to another and another side effect. And yeah. I was becoming such a mess that I didn't even know who I was anymore until I just yeah. said, no, I put the stake in the ground and I'm not doing that anymore. And started seeing a naturopath and we started working through the whole nutrition aspect of it. Yeah. I started picking up. I had kept up with my running as much as I could. Wow, that's it, impressive. It was, it was complete mindset. You know, it was more like a shuffle, but I did as much as I could every day, just one step forward, one step forward. Yeah. So I'm glad that I kept some kind of fitness level and we were able to work out of the illness and went on to do a couple half Ironmans and, you know, more marathons and things like that. I've retired from that portion of it, although I love to run and we love to cycle, but we do it for fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All that, but now we just enjoy it. We don't use it as a competitive thing. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a runner, never have been. Only if I see a snake and my girlfriend Michelle oh, yeah. <laughs> Michelle Schmidt knows to warn me if there is a snake and she oh, knows yeah. that I really don't run. Cindy, I, I, I high step in place. <laughs> it's like I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm in such shock that I can't move, you know. So, yeah. yes, I, I would not be with you running or cycling. But if you ever want to paddleboard, you let me know and we can we can hop on the board. But, yeah, um, yeah being active and then having that taken away, I know exactly um, how for me, I would say it was so devastating that there were two days that I could recall thinking to myself, if this is what my life is going to become, I don't know if I want to live. And that's not the type of person I am, but that's how constant the pain was mm -hmm. and not sleeping because of the pain, waking up with, you know, shocks uh, up and down the body and couldn't find a way to you know, it was my right shoulder, left hip to like lay in bed where I would actually could sleep for more than maybe 35, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it plays with your mind. Um, so let's go on to the happier things because yes. <laughs> that's what we're here for. But yes. if you are, uh, hang on one second. If you are going through hell, um, and I hate to use that word, but it is true, I would just say, keep moving forward, 
keep, mm -hmm. if you are a runner, use the mindset of Cindy. If you're a paddleboarder or a, a happy, fa fast walker like I am, just keep moving forward because the light is at the end of the tunnel. And really, I love the fact, Cindy, that you, you went to find your own path for mm -hmm. your health and attacking something from the nutrition side is one of my favorite things because that is where my background is um, from over 20 years ago. So uh, it is a wonderful thing. And always, you can always fire your doctor. You have that right. And mm -hmm. uh, you get to, to make these choices all along. And oftentimes your insurance, if you don't know this, will allow you to get a second and third opinion at no except for your copay or however it works. And right. please refer to your insurance people to confirm that you have the same insurance policy that I have. No, <laughs> just a little disclaimer that I usually don't do, but I think I should start. So let's continue on, Cindy, because I know that um, as you then started feeling like yourself again, which I call human, because that's how I describe my journey. You know, what did you see, feel? How did it go? I mean, your your husband, your kids are supporting you this entire time, cheering you on, which I love. So do tell us about your journey. Yeah. So just moving forward, kind of fast forward a little bit, but we started having some difficulties early on, just challenges connecting with our son. And so. yeah, so there's, we started uh, right the whole time that I was going through the illness up until they were mid elementary school, we were working with, you know, just being new parents and there's no guide. <laughs> and, and you know what? There are guides. There are plenty of books, podcasts, etc. But you always have to run it past your own inner authority and say, does this feel like right for me? And each yeah. child is as unique yeah. as their fingerprint. What works for one parent or with one child for one parent is not the same for the other. So it really is a hands-on experience, it, like you were it, saying. It, yeah. it is, you know, and, and each child is so completely different. And we, we were just having trouble reaching him so that was you know my mom's heart and his parents that that was a, a big struggle that that we we were having going through uh in that time of our life kind of the middle school teenage years and it, it came to about that 2018 mark i was hitting yeah. my 50th birthday and i reached that point where i realized that i had not filled my well had mm. been pouring so much into our family, how to help our son, how to, you know, be a good mom, be a good wife, how to be the room mom, how to take care of all the hats in my life. But it was everything around me, but I had not done anything to take care of me. So when yeah. I turn and if you can hold hold there for a second, uh, if you don't mind or pause for a second, that is um, a huge part of what Exquisitely Aligned stands for. And it is so common and it's not just for women and mothers. It happens to men, too. And one point I'd love to make is sometimes we assume that that's the best way to show 
these people in our lives, right? Husband, son, daughter, parents, maybe you have a sister, brother, I don't know your extended family, mother-in-law, father-in-law, right? Dog, cat, fish, the neighbor's pet, that your babysitting or pet sitting. But, um, you know, we have to love ourselves first and really fill that cup um, to teach those around us how to love us too, you know, because otherwise I had many women also approaching 50, sometimes even younger, become empty nesters. And that's when they're all of a sudden like, <gasps> like, I, I don't know why I should get up in the morning. And you're right. like, well, I'll tell you, first you have to brush your teeth, wash your face. People right. are waiting. You know, you should get up, run if you're a runner, paddleboard if you're me, right? So go ahead. So that is such a um, very, very common and for me, extremely sad, like that, but then also very exciting because you noticed it, right? You didn't right. let it go. Right. And so I, I feel like there's such power in our stories. And I felt at that time, like this is, this is happening to me. Like I was the only person who had ever experienced this. Oh, okay. the, the kids are outside, you know, they left the, the home, they're off to college, they're doing their thing. Our, our marriage was very strong. We were always very careful to protect our marriage. So it's like, why am I feeling this way why do I feel empty why do I feel broken and it was at that point when I was like I haven't done anything to fill myself up all those dreams that I had when I was teaching and pouring into those kids and speaking and doing all that I loved that right and I put it all on hold until the dreams were so boxed up and put away that they were in a storage <laughs> unit you know yes and it was at that point I'm like I I need to do something it, it yeah, is good. time now to embrace life. It's time yeah. to take hold of it because I am not going to live the next however many years I have in this place of emptiness. I've, right. I've got energy. I've got my health back. And it was really time, what I say, to take the lead in my life. And so tell me about your husband because I always say, and then if you don't mind not naming people, but sometimes, uh, you know, I'd like to hear about how did your husband react? Um, I find oftentimes when I'm working with clients and they start to evolve, transcend, transform, whatever the word might be, shift in a way. I don't like to use the word grow because sometimes as women, we think of growing with and not, <laughs> you know, we're finished kind of growing up in my mind. Uh, it's more about becoming that diamond that you are and polishing it up and shining unapologetically. Un but sometimes we face naysayers, could be a neighbor, friend, family member, whatever, somebody at the grocery store, I don't know, but that who looks at you and goes, who does Cindy think she is, you know, or why does she think she can follow her dreams right. without her desires? So if you don't mind, tell us about if you've, your husband, and then, you know, the support, did you get the, did you get the cheerleaders or have you faced the naysayer during that time? I, I feel like we get both. And I feel like I had both. My, my husband, I think because we both worked from home, our, our businesses were from the home that we, we've always been very close because we had no options. <laughs> 
So when he's Salome is starting to really embrace and and go outward into the community and and do these things. He was he was very supportive of me. Good. But I also realized at the same point, if if we haven't been working intentionally on creating women friendships, which yes. is key at this age when the kids leave, a lot of times our friendships are with those moms of our you know the kids, and that dissipated. So the people around me, I didn't have a good support network. Yeah. And it feels like the community, you know, the acquaintances I had were saying, who is this woman? She's been at home, you know, <laughs> taking care of the kids. Who is she? And I was like, I'm ready to go. I've got all the energy. And, you know, yeah. So there are naysayers, but I feel like you attract who you are. Yes. And I know that I have energy and I have excitement for life. So I feel like those positive people started coming into my life. And I have, I developed an inner circle and ladies, I'm telling you, if you do not, if you feel like you're at a place where you don't have those deep committed friendships, just move out, move out. (laughs) They have a 52 coffees rule. So every week I take somebody out to coffee that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They look interesting to me. I introduce myself, maybe on Facebook or wherever, a woman, and I go, let's let's go have coffee. Nobody has ever turned me down. Mm-hmm. And I just started developing friendships. I and I call my my inner circle my arm holders because mm-hmm. they support me. They give me the courage to move forward, they to take on new challenges, and I do the same for them. So I really encourage us to go out and find our arm holders, find our inner circle and yeah. gather that support because we live in community. We live for connection, eye to eye, you know, not over the computer. And that was my greatest encouragement was just finding like-minded women who are as excited about life as I am. Yeah. And I think that um, two words that we have a lot in common uh, with the work we do, but um, intentionality of, for me, I call it in my program, um, in the Exquisitely Aligned program, one of the sections is divine resources. Mm-hmm. And each and every day you get to make these beautiful choices of how you're going to spend your time, mm-hmm. your money, and your energy. And mm-hmm. I get a lot of invitations. Love to eat lunch with you. Love to have coffee. Not that you asked me and I turned you down, <laughs> but not at all, right? But um you know, come to my event, etc. And I just have to politely say that I have some really defined um, desires in my life. Uh, at night, Mark and I usually sit in the spa, the jacuzzi on the East Coast spa here in California, and listen to music, catch up on our day, plan maybe the weekend or whatever, life, uh, you know, fun things for the future. Yeah. Um, and, you know, or go for a walk or whatever. I don't always want to be out at this event, that event. And so, you know, it's sometimes hard to say thank you, but no thank you. And then they ask you again and again and again. Um, but there are moments where I just stay very true and very honest of, hey, my time is valuable. This is how I uh, allocate it. And I think you're totally right about attracting. I love teaching um, my clients uh, quantum physics. Um, <laughs> I, 
absolutely love. Not not textbook style, because right, right. uh, that is a little boring after a while. But, um, it's so fascinating, and, and for them to watch as they shift and transcend and start being intentional with their decisions, exactly what you just described happens. The right, right people pop up. The right uh, opportunities present themselves for their business, for their love relationships, if they're starting to date again, or you know, whatever that may be. Even for their children, you know, like, hey, I can help your daughter, son. Uh, with resume or getting a job or I have a connection here and there. And I think that when we really truly stand in our power, we get to do those things and we're rewarded for it, you know, when we accept those invitations. So I love the points that you just um, brought up, Cindy. And I am looking at the clock and it is always fascinating to me because I feel like we've been on for four and a half minutes, maybe five pushing it, but it is time. So I may ask you at the end after we hang up, if you might consider coming back, because I know there's more to talk about. But I was going to say, um, Cindy, I we didn't get very deep into what you do now, but if you wouldn't mind sharing, I know you have an offer. Um, you are going to love learning more about Cindy and I'd love for her to share um, a bit about what she has for you to find out more about because there, um, there is a lot to learn still from her. And uh, I know that you would be in wonderful hands. So Cindy, I'll pass it back to you. Oh, well, thank you, Gina. Yeah. So I, through all of this, through the whole process of, of life, I decided to start a program called Lead My Life. That's to live exceptional and to advance daily towards achieving your dreams. And that's what I do. I, I speak, I write, and I help women find the leader within themselves because I believe all of us have a leader within us. We just sometimes mm -hmm. don't even know she exists. Like me, I had to I had to find her, I had to dig her out. So what I'm offering well, today, wait a, minute, wait a minute, you were a leader of all those kids in the classroom, the job I would never take because I, I'd be exhausted after five minutes of, can I go right. to the bathroom? He pipped, pinched me, this one looked at me, I'm done. You were the leader. Because we, we forget who we were. Yes. Yeah. When we we remember the things that were hard, but we forget who we were. So we sometimes we have to rediscover that. But go to my website, leadmylife.com to, to find out more. And then if you click the join now, you can actually check out my, my Patreon community platform for free and just hang out there and, and see what I have to offer, my articles, my videos, anything that you can find that will encourage you and motivate you to take steps forward today. <laughs> Great. And Cindy, I think you're here in California, but I don't want to say where I think you live. I'll let you say where you live. <laughs> yes, I do live in Southern California in, in Marietta. And I do have in-person events locally, but my program is nationwide. I actually have a couple international students, too. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's the wonderful thing about um, having access to internet, video, etc. So it's time now to pull a card for you from opening to possibilities. These are journal prompts, contemplation, uh, and conversation starters that are designed for women, but they've been picked up by men and um, some of my clients out of uh, work I had been doing abroad 
use them with their eight-year-old niece because they didn't have children of their own and now they're having deeper conversations. There is, there is a teacher in New York using with them with her third graders to get them to share emotions. Mm -hmm. So if it's okay with you, I am going to thumb through them and you tell me when to stop and that's how I'll pull the card to ask you. So okay. I'm going to start. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> Celebrations. This is a great one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Celebrations mark meaningful moments. What occasions do you celebrate? What do you do? How does this enrich your life? And you can answer one, two, or all three. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is such an important question. Because <laughs> that's why I'm laughing because it goes perfectly with everything we spoke about. Just <laughs> mentioned that we we forget who we were a lot of times, and we forget right. the good things that have happened to us because a lot of times we focus on our failures. So celebrating our wins, even on a daily basis, just looking back at our day to go, yeah. oh, I did that instead of getting down on ourselves and negative, just really celebrating. But what my husband and I do, we start out in January. I map out four times at the end of each quarter mm -hmm. away for sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's even two weeks and our one in October, we go away for three weeks and that's my time to write, but it is our time of celebration. It is our time to look back. We go mountain biking. We hike mountain peaks in Colorado. We just, we have a lot of fun, but I also use it because it's very important to do what I call reflect, reset and renew. Yeah. And but I do every every quarter at the end of each quarter we celebrate. I love it. And for us, vacations are paramount. And uh, it was funny because there were times where Mark would say, "Do we have to go on so many trips?" And I said, "Yes." Now we have, we we slowed down a little bit because of my surgeries, and he's had some health issues. And he's like, "I need a vacation." <laughs> I'm like, but you're right. Being able to, um, when he was full-time seeing patients, we had to plan out vacations nearly a year in advance to guarantee that he wasn't put on hospital duty, et cetera. Um, so it was, I had to learn very quickly, oh my gosh, how do I plan a vacation a year from now when I don't know how my child's going to be acting, right? From three to four is quite different. From two to three is different, right? From one to two is wildly different um, because my kids didn't start walking till they were 15 months. But, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, fun and fascinating, but now I can do it. But yeah, being able to celebrate those wins daily. Absolutely. And I love the way your husband and you have um, always made it an, impo an important point of being intentional in your marriage to keeping that, um, I want to say that commitment sacred, where, you know, the kids don't, um, maybe I should speak for myself. In our house, the kids do not come first in right. the sense of, you know, it's they have to understand there's four of us. We're joint. You know, it's it's not only about one of the children or both of the children and we go in separate directions. We always made it. No, it's more like it's a family event or, or however. So I don't want to put those words in your mouth because it might sound ugly for somebody listening that I say our kids don't come first, but I mean that in a loving way so that we can be married now nearly 25 years, you know? 
Right. And you have, your oxygen mask on first, right? If you are a healthy unit, whether you're a single mom or married or whatever your situation is, if you're not taking care of this, then how yeah. can you be an example and a support and, and give everything that you have to them? That, that's what yeah. I've learned. Yeah, totally. And I, I mean, we have to teach our children, too, that when they get married, they don't have to be a doormat. No. They don't have to, you know, uh, drop every desire that they have. Sure, uh, life changes, right? Ups and downs. I gave up a lot when Mark was ill to keep him, in my opinion, alive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are ebbs and flows and... Um, and so forth. Cindy, you're, you're such a delight. I knew that when I met you, uh, I don't even remember what month that was. Oh, it was Christmas time. It was the holiday. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> it was, it was very long ago back in December. Um, and I am drinking caffeinated tea this morning. So I don't know. Maybe I need more of my water. Hang on. I'll, I'll start moving that closer to me. Forgive me. I'm like, what month was that? Yeah, but yes, you're, you're such a delight. Thank you for being with me this morning. I love the work that you're doing. I love your stories. I know there are more of them. So maybe we can do another session where we can go deeper into an, another direction because um, I'm sure there's plenty to, to chat about. And so I'm going to say thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me, Gina. It was a delight to talk. You're welcome. <laughs> and so if you are struggling with wondering where do I go next and thinking about, um, I don't even know the word now. I forgot it. Uh, women like to re recreate themselves, something that I cringe very much over I think it's more about realigning. And if you're at that place where you're really thinking, what's next for me? You don't have to reinvent. All you have to do is go within. And if you want assistance on that journey, Sabine Kaiser and I would love to help you with Purpose Possibilities and Prosecco. If you have a college student that's in that place of what's next, we have college career and chocolate croissants. And if you're finished with your career and looking for significance, we have something for you as well. Till next time, be exquisite.